hi everyone good evening and happy monday i'm so excited to be here today i'm so excited for the second insert of our what's your story series and today if i asked you just do a check-in um and before that my name is and i am the founder of storage consulting and i will be facilitating today's um i was gonna say live shop <laughs> facilitating today's live um show or live series um, and before I begin, um, I just wanted to share my excitement about my new mic, that's all. <laughs> um, but otherwise, I want to share and lay foundation just as I did in the previous episode um, to share a quote that is at the heart of um, every episode that we are going to host, every episode that we are going to um, premiere and host on our platform. It's a quote by Sue Monk Kidd, and the quote says, Stories have to be told, or they die. And when they die, we can't remember who we are or why we are here. I'm just going to read that again so that you can capture it and write it down if you have to, right? So the quote says, stories have to be told or they die. And when they die, we can't remember who we are or why we are here. And the quote is by Suman Kid from The Secret Life of Bees. And this is one of my favorite favorite quotes um, that I've enjoyed. I hope that doesn't happen um, as we do the live. But <clears throat> this is one of the quotes that um, have really stuck out to me in the journey um, as we've been journeying, I guess, at Story Age from 2020. And the key things that we take away from the quote um, that I've just shared, and I will share it. Hi there, Seasons Capital. Thank you for joining. Um, and the quote really speaks to two key things, right? So it says, stories have to be told or they die. And when they die, we can't remember who we are or why we are here. And the key thing here and the key challenge that we want to throw at you as a viewer, if you are watching live, thank you so much for joining. And to those who will watch the the live post the fact and even listen to the podcast after this, the key thing that I want to challenge you to really think about when it comes to your life story is to say, who am I, right? The first question there in terms of remembering who you are, being able to actually speak to your values, being able to speak to what it is you believe, right? Secondly, why we are here, right? So why um, do you do the things that you do? Why do you say the things that you say? Why are you pursuing the goals that you're pursuing? And the key hope is that every story that we are going to document, whether big or small, and the fact, and I think the key thing here is that every one of the stories are actually going to be big because the people that we are actually going to be engaging are people that we believe embody four key themes, right? And our guest has just actually just joined. Hi, Misa, I'll, I'll pull you in shortly. To say that the individuals that we are hoping to interview on the series are individuals that embody reverence for life 
and that is an awe and a deep respect for this thing called life secondly personal mastery in terms of them increasing the level of understanding and expertise of who they are right being able to show up as themselves fully and thirdly people who embody lifelong learning in whatever area in whatever field they are in and then lastly people who we believe are indeed daily and with everything that they do are trying to live a legacy so i am excited to pull in our guest today we will be interviewing musam chasi and i am going to invite him Um, hi to everyone who is joining us live. Thank you so much for joining. I am inviting in. Hey, hi. Yeah. I see you. I see what you did there. <laughs> That's a good setup. That's a good setup. Uh, Anyone know hey. what you do or what your specialty is? <laughs> the, the I love it. Let me just. Start. Okay. <laughs> That's my light. Okay. I don't I don't I can't find my ring light. I don't know what happened to it. It's okay. We're going to work with it. I think the biggest thing will just be the audio. We see that smile, so I am grateful. Um for that, you are clear. We'll take that. We'll take the smile. <laughs> Anyways, welcome. <laughs> sending side eyes bombastic side eyes on the chat um but just to welcome you with I thank you so much for your yes first of all um for saying yes to being part of the initiative and I think as a way of just doing an icebreaker I I came up with four questions that I want to throw at you before we get to the nitty gritty of getting to know who Musa is right yeah. so question number 1 I would like to know what interesting thing happened What interesting what, thing? What? Yeah, what one interesting thing happened to you this past week? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's, it's been a pretty <laughs> normal week. Um yeah. I don't know. Uh I think what was was um some of our Barcelona's having left for 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 LA23. Uh, I think I realized um maybe maybe interesting to some people but very interesting to me I realized my faith is not as strong as it was 5 months ago So it's higher or lower way is it give me a spectrum it's, it's, it's very high I'm, I'm just yeah, you know what it's very I should have I should have okay. registered I should have paid for accommodation and what would have figured yeah. out how I get there like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you could be on yeah. a flight right now exactly. Context to that, and then we'll go to the second question. What's that all about? Uh, uh, 
I think just to give um, uh, the simplest context to someone who doesn't go to our church, um, LA23 is, is a global church conference for Kingdom City Church. And it's, it's, yeah, before, before I get into... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the second question I want to ask you is, what is a small daily habit or ritual that brings you, that you do that brings you joy? So big or small, what do you do on a daily basis that brings you joy? Uh, until until yesterday, it would have been um, my, 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 my cup of coffee every morning. Okay. Did we have coffee yesterday? The story there. I, I, I don't think it was by choice, right? I kept I, I, three consecutive days, I would spill, I would spill my cup of coffee. Yeah. So, so if you didn't I, have that, I have current tea. Okay, okay. <laughs> Good for you. Okay, so question number three. If you could have a superpower, what would it be and how would you use it? Ooh, superpower. Don't think too hard about it. Superpower. I have to. <laughs> I think if I had a superpower, I would probably grow any 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 vegetable um, I want at one command. If, if I wanted basil, basil, <laughs> it's, it's obvious how I would use it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I was waiting to hear about mind control or time travel, but that's very interesting. Given that you are no, a chef. No, 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 no. <laughs> great um so we have a couple of people who have joined just want to welcome them onto the call and maybe just usher us into i guess the first part where i'd want for you to just share a little bit about musa who's musa what does he do just a bit before we get into like the questions that i have prepared um for us today to get to know you much better okay um, so who is musa and what is your story sir um Mosa, my full name is Mosa Mwemi Dim Shasi. I don't tell people my middle name. Oh, Mwemi Dim Dimela. I think the network on his side is buffering, praying to God in heaven um, for the network. Um, I, I lost you there. Um, uh, you're back I, now. Yes, you're back now so yeah go ahead please do um, um share yeah I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a 36 year old i'm a 36 year old um hustler entrepreneur um i i live for god and food and business and yeah. um for those that don't know um i run a catering business um i run a cafe and um bakery shop which is about a year and a half. The catering business is just under 10 years old. 
um, I have interests in advertising and in home decor and a couple of other things, you know, project lines up in my five-year visual board. So in short, that this mm. is I'm a Ndebeling Kalaga man from Jagalas Wapan, but my okay yeah nice and you know something that you left from all that sharing is that first part where i told you for me was something that i didn't know the fact that you're a self-taught chef so maybe touch oh. on that oh yeah ask a little bit self- please yeah, <laughs> so why do you chef. How- um, yeah, I, I, I've, I've never seen the inside of a of a, of a culinary school. Um, so yeah. Hopefully, um, in, in, in the sort of distant future, be able to afford to, you know, smaller kind of courses here and there just to enhance the knowledge that I have. Yeah, yeah. I have a degree in marketing. I used to work in sales, advertising, yeah. business development. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different kind of markets. So yeah. Mm. And I think something that I'm, I'm getting as well from your profile is the fact that you did indeed actually do marketing because I'm sold. Like for every post that you make, it's just a thing of, okay, if I could time travel or like put your food in something that will deliver them immediately, I could do that for myself. Um, because I think you're doing an amazing work, especially in terms of positioning the business. Um, so maybe just as a way of starting our conversation off for me to get to know a bit more about Musa, I just want you to take us through. I know that you've talked about the fact that you're self-taught, but maybe just to share a bit about your culinary journey there to say that what inspired Musa to become a chef? Like, where did it start? Okay. Um... <laughs> I've been cooking since I was six, seven. Yeah. I grew up with my, my, my grandparents. Um, my grandmother, one of our people, I think, and my grandfather, who actually had, who was a chef as well, was a typical development man. He did not cook when his wife and um, there was a grandchild in the house. <laughs> so when my grandmother was yeah. busy, I had to fend for myself and, you know, Therefore, like, obviously, I'll cook, my grandfather would eat. Um, yeah. Secondly, I only found out he was a chef after he was late. I, I didn't know um, all this. Yeah, he worked in, a, um, in one of those like, luxury trains. Um, he made wine. He worked in a vineyard as well. I'm in South Africa, so, yeah. Um... um I, I'm, one of the first things that I, I didn't know until it was late, you know. Um, fast forward to 2013, Instagram was still pretty pretty new. Um, I used to post uh, my food on Instagram. If you if you go on my Instagram, you scroll 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 okay. way down to 2013, you'll find <laughs> the first food picture I posted. And um, a friend of mine um, hit me up uh, um, offering to partner up in a, in a restaurant in her mom's um, hotel in block six so um, henceforth um, that's when my journey started into the country world the restaurant was open for a year and it was um, a year of learning because I went through the business without having done any business before yeah. I had no idea what I was doing 
got into debt, into all of that. But um, I came out of it with with an immense amount of knowledge, which is um, yes. how I am. I'm, I'm where I am now, both as a as a chef, as a caterer, and as a business person. Yeah. And but then, why did you say yes? Like in the first place, I'm just very curious. He, this person Listen, is coming uh, up to you. Let's start a restaurant, and you just said yes, Musa. Tell yeah, me the story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I keep saying saying to people, it's my year of yes and amen, right? Mm. But I think I've been saying yes to a lot of things for a very long yeah. time. Yeah. You have to take the risk, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I think then in twenty fifteen, um when I when I actually did start posting on Instagram, I think I fi- I figured um there was some some level of passion in it. I just didn't yeah. know how much. Um, I, I just fancied myself a business person or a businessman. Even before then, I like in primary school. I used to be one of those kids. Primary school, even primary school, all the way to high school, I used to be one of those kids that did something to get extra cash. Primary school, I used to yeah. steal. Yeah. 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 I was close to a um, DNT teacher, and he would I would give him money, and he would develop the the, the film for me, and um, you know I'll distribute that. And yes, I'm from the age of film, digitally I'm in hand. Um, so for me, it was a business it was a business opportunity. Um, I took it. Um, it didn't work out, but I, I left there with uh, a knowledge for catering, which is then how. My catering business was born a couple of years later. Um, yeah. I, I did it. I did it as a side hustle for for a while. Uh, yeah. Eventually, um, I, I quit corporate and I went, you know, full full on on, on business as a catering, running a catering business. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. Very interesting. And you know something that I wrote down here when you were sharing that is to say that nothing is really wasted. Even as you're living through it, you're probably thinking, yeah, first it's yeah. tough. But now as you look back, there's a lot of learnings exactly. that you've got from the yeah. moment. So maybe just to write off of that story as well, I'm just curious then what wisdom do you have you taken from that lived experience that you're using now in your current business? Maybe just one or two things that you remember as the biggest takeaways. The biggest the biggest takeaway is um, you have you always have have the right systems in place in in any business you have to have the right systems in place um for instance how how, how you run your inventory um building a, a supplier network that's 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 you know sustainable for your business uh yeah. simple things like customer service you know yeah. coming from corporate obviously coming from the advertising space um I had uh, a lot of light in, in, into customer service and how to treat clients, but yeah. when when you are a service provider in in the food space, it, it's, yeah. it's different. It's, it's it's a little there's there's a delicacy that goes with it because people are different. You know, 
someone someone may come to you they're in a bad mood or you know sometimes honestly speaking it's just people are not friendly but you still have to keep a smile on your face and and say this stuff you know yeah yeah great and what i wrote down there is just i guess understanding the unique aspects of the industry that you're going in that's something that you also took away from that first season of yes um so i'm curious though then now just dialing into your cooking to say what's your signature dish or cooking style and why do you love preparing it i'm very i have an idea of what the answer is going to be but i'm very curious what you like to say <laughs> Um, it depends, right? <laughs> but I think, I think uh, uh, maybe not my signature dish, but my go-to dish would be um, a bolognese. Okay. Like authentic Italian bolognese. If I'm feeling really low and I just want to feed my soul, um, it has to be bolognese or some variety of a pasta. Yeah. And by the way, do you make your own pasta? Yes, I do. Oh no, I've lost him. Okay, there he is. You're back. You're back. I lost a bit of you there when you talked about any type of pasta, and I was asking if you make your own pasta. Just throwing that in there. Sorry, Sintra. Yeah. Yes. I was saying yes. 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 I make my own pasta. Um, yeah. At home, most of the time. Yeah. For business, it depends. So why bolognese though? Why do you like making that particular dish? Because you so, know, even when you said bolognese, just as a thought there, please describe what it is to anyone who doesn't know what bolognese is. <laughs> bolognese is, is an Italian pasta dish, obviously. Um, so bolognese is a sauce made of minced meat and tomatoes, or just tomatoes. Yeah. 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 So you cook it. It's, it's it's a labor of love. One of the the reasons I love it is because making it is, is incredibly therapeutic. In as much simple, in as much as it's simple, yeah. that you know, um, when I make my bolognese sauce, uh, it's, it's it's a process that takes anywhere from three to five hours. Okay. Ah, that's mince and tomatoes. Yeah. Why yeah. is it taking long? It's a sauce. You have to cook it down, you know, to develop all yeah. those flavors. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But why bolognese? So that was the last question there for you. Is it a thing of why do you like that particular dish? Curious. One, one, making it for me is just therapeutic, and yeah. um, it it really just for me made right, especially with fresh pasta. Um, yeah. it has a nice spot. Most people would say I'm a Namaste guy. One of my best friends. One of my best friends would ask me what a Namaste guy. Honestly, because you see there, even when you said bolognese, I was like, but it's just a bowl of mince and spaghetti. It's, it's just spaghetti and mince. It's not. <laughs> um, I'll I'll give you I'll give you um uh uh um. Giri, Giri, Giri has a, but Giri, a little secret. You and the ten people yeah. that are here, I, I don't understand why we're known as a thousand people watching us. Um, uh, yeah. we are launching a new menu next week, and there's going to be a short rib, um, ragu, which is 
Bolognese made to offshore bread. So, Hi, Musa, I've lost you there. I hope he comes back. It's still loading on my side. Please tell me if I'm audible. Okay, there you are. You're back. You're telling me about you. Hi, you're back, Musa. Yeah, I got to keep losing me, but I haven't lost you once. Okay, great. No, no, it's fine. But it's my network this side. Sorry about that. Yes, so you were sharing about the new Bolognese. So I just wanted to hear a bit about that. I lost it after yeah. the song. Um, it's a... Okay, Bolognese is the, is the dish, right? Combined. The pasta and yeah. the sauce. The sauce is called a ragu. So the yeah. dish is called ragu bolognese as the italians would call it so yeah. going forward from the third onwards our ragu sauce is going to be made from short rib so nice. short rib pulled apart and thrown into that tomato sauce and yeah, yeah. amazing you must come and taste it <laughs> i will order it and share it with abby and we'll give a proper review <laughs> Yes, All right, cool. So question number three, more about Musa, right? So the questions that I've come up with today is really just to pick your brain. And I love the fact that you're talking more about food. I'm taking my notes. I'll do my Google I, yeah. and YouTube stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> so bulk of the questions are surrounded around that. So the third question that I have there is to say, what do you find most exciting or challenging and challenging about working in the culinary world so what is it for you in terms of what's the biggest thing that gets you excited and what's the biggest challenge similarly in this space um, for me the most exciting thing would uh, be trying something new and seeing how people react to it um, yeah. I think almost every chef um, after you put a plate of food in front of someone, uh, you wait in anticipation for them to take that first bite. Not to yeah. hear what they say, but to see the facial expression because that's what they can give. Yeah, for me, that's the most exciting thing about being um, in my line of work. Um, the most challenging thing is, um, I think this goes um, without saying to a lot of um, entrepreneurs, uh, as yeah. as financing really for for you know I will tell you now I, I, besides Moses history I have three other concept ideas but you know with no funding um, if if mine was no object I, I actually would have four restaurants as we speak yeah 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 but and you know some something that I was thinking about when you shared I think in both fronts the question then applies to say yeah. that even in creating something new isn't it scary as well because it's just the thing of if it's if it doesn't meet or it doesn't do anything to me i might just cancel you from my from my <laughs> list of chefs and then also i also i'd want to just hear like also how you navigate that challenge from the funding side how what you know what mental chatter you have for yourself especially on the hard days yeah yeah um for well with the, with the food right i think 
with your bill and the business for as long as I have. You get to accept mm-hmm. that I'm different. Um, not everyone is going to enjoy um, your food the way you expect them to, or the way it's meant to. Because uh, we are not the one where you are in the world. We all taste the food differently. We all appreciate it differently. Different. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, with the, with the, with the um, second part of the question, uh, I, I just take the days as they come. <laughs> I just yeah. take the days as they come. Um, lately, obviously, for me, uh, I, I think I've always told myself that delay is not denial. Yeah. So um, if, if, if I hit a snack business-wise, I, 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 I genuinely always believe there's a reason for it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's there's a reason some deals don't work out. Um, they can't all work out. I mean, after ten years, I should I should know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think those ten years aren't wasted. It's like a very strong muscle. I can imagine a muscle builder who's been lifting weights for ten years. It's proper. Yeah. <laughs> proper muscle right there and I think something that I wrote down when you talked about taking the day as they come as they come is also I guess just reflecting and finding the reason why you know that happened right and learning from that loss or learning from that challenge so I really like that you know so I'm very curious though then from the 10 years of you being in this space can you share any memorable story from your career that's like it's like the creme de la creme in terms of your your journey as a chef and you know in this case it's just that thing of it's had a massive impact as well on who you've become as a chef so i'm very curious yeah, um, what's what's the most memorable story in your journey uh when 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 i started out i used to be very i had a, a imposter syndrome because because I'm self-taught, I, I used to be, be very uncomfortable with people preparing me to chef Mosa. Um Yeah, <laughs> I, I get that. Uh, mm. The big, biggest pat on the back um, to getting validation was was being booked by 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 Ara Thomas to be her uh, her private chef for a week a couple of years ago. Just yeah, for those that don't know, Ara Thomas is one of the founders um, of Lucara um, Diamond. That keeps finding big, 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 big diamonds in Mozart. So um, she's one of the founders. Put the, um, she frequents the country, obviously. So for me, that was that was that was my biggest highlight to have uh, yeah. someone obviously bubbled. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, she's from Canada and probably been all over the world. A billionaire have yeah. me uh, for a week. And tell me she, yeah. she enjoyed For me, I was like, ah, okay, no, I'm here. It's the, it's the stamp <laughs> that she needed. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Wait, what year was this, Miss? I'm very curious when, how far back this was. This was uh, 2017, maybe. I'm not yeah. sure. I don't so that's yeah. like- like four years into the game so that must have been like okay these four yeah. years haven't wasted um so that's amazing that's amazing mm. you wanted to say 
before I move on to my next my next question. That's it. Okay, cool. So for my next question, I wanted to ask then for you then outside of the fact that you know you do food as part of your business, like what role does food in of itself play in your personal life and are there like any family traditions that you have with regards to food in terms of the recipes that maybe have been passed down from your granddad um unfortunately not like i said uh, yeah. i only i only found he did what he did after he was late yeah. um, mm. but personally i have i started um uh, my own family tradition okay. uh so i started like I, I cook for my family every every Christmas. I don't take any jobs. Um, so every Christmas, I'm, I'm with my mom, my brothers, um, aunts, cousins, nephews, nieces, and I, and I cook. So that's the tradition. That what was the first part of the question? Um, the second part there, it was just any family tradition. So you've covered that. But I was going to follow it up to ask what was on the menu last Christmas because then you're covering all the seven colors really wide and i'm wondering if you have any ascension while you're while you're at it yeah there was, there was, the there was chicken those two there's actually a video on my instagram about yeah about when you did it yeah. oh, that's that's cool i'll i'll, that's, that's I'll check it up yeah and do you then also bring along, I guess, your cousins or siblings, if you have any, while you cook in that family tradition? Because obviously you're, you know, obviously you know how to do all of that, but are you teaching them, especially the young ones? Um, my, I have two younger brothers. Um, okay. My, young, my youngest brother works for me. I taught him how to, I taught him how to bake, so he's, he's it's currently our, our, our head baker. Um, wow. My my other brother could not be bothered. He's Kimoto Kukret. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, Shady Musa. I hope he doesn't get to watch this, but okay. <laughs> but as, as, for my, as for my little nieces and nephews, that I think that, that would be following me around, asking me questions and, you know, yeah. I answer and... I, I include them and, as much. And probably watching and uh, wondering for a woman because obviously cooking as well is not very, you know. I know. Funny story, right? On on Christmas, yeah. one of my um, nieces was like, you know what, Uncle Musa? My dad is also mm. a chef, so he's yeah. better than you. Like, okay, baby, uh, girl, it's fine. Baby is better than <laughs> Uncle Musa. And yeah. I eat it, she goes quiet. She's mm. like, you know what? I was wrong. Really? I'm Gosh, shame. Sorry, daddy. <laughs> Whoa, um, okay. <laughs> you changed our mind from the father. <laughs> That's amazing. I guess it goes to show because clearly now it's just a thing of dad, uncle. Dad should obviously win, but clearly an amazing Christmas dish you prepared there. So I want to follow up that conversation there to say for you then when you're not in the kitchen, 
like how do you then spend time because obviously yeah always with the food so how do you relax or how do you unwind how do chefs unwind uh, there's there's a there's a very popular misconception that chefs only eat fancy food right yeah yes. mm. it, it couldn't be your your bump interest for lela and it was as far complete that video we, yeah. We, if I want something fancy, I'll make it myself. Because yeah. if if it's fancy, that means it's just a particular thing. But mm. on a normal, like everybody else, mm. I am not always cooking. You know, I have never eaten my shop anyway. As well, um, okay. I find um, I'm either I I watch I watch I watch a lot of sports. Mm. Um, I watch soccer. Uh, I watch Formula One. Uh, none of my teams are performing well at the moment. <laughs> I, watch... I was about to ask what yeah. team you support, so you can't just fly over it like that. <laughs> you support which team? Lakers is disappointing. Oh. All of them. <laughs> Oof, heck, heck. I caught Man U. Is that correct? Is that what you said? That you support yeah. Manchester United? Proudly, must say it with pride. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great, cool. So you unwind with all of that. We are about to wrap up the questions about getting to know you. But I hope for those who've been watching, they've had an idea of who you are outside of just the food. The amazing food that you produce and share with them, they know who's on the other side of the hot stove. Um, so two more questions there just to share there to say for you, do you have any future culinary goals for yourself or dreams that you'd like to pursue? I know that you talked about if you had the funding, you'd have four restaurants already running. So I'm curious maybe if you can expand on that and share any other culinary dreams. I don't know if Master Chef or Michelin stars are part of those dreams, but I'm very curious to hear. It's funny. It's funny you asked me that because I was um, I was looking at Fifty Best um, page earlier on, and was either today or yesterday. I was like, you know what? One one day, one of my restaurants is going to be on this on this Fifty Fifty okay. Best restaurant. Uh, wow. That's one. That's one. That's a really huge dream, like I said, either from this morning or yesterday. And then another thing that I would really, really want to do, I really want to have a, my own primary school. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that's culinary. I think that's what I want to do. Besides the the line of restaurants. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm very curious then. Um, like for me, from my side, to anyone who's watching, then for us, like as customers, as potential customers, how do we then like support you even now, grassroots, even before you get to that top fifty spot there? How do we support you outside of just buying your foods and you know telling my friend about how awesome the chocolate cake is? That's you see, I, I always tell people that um, support doesn't only come in um, in a monetary form with you buying from the shop. You know, whether you share, you share online and you share wherever, you tell a friend, you tell a family member, um, yeah. you 
and that's our part on its own. So we, we appreciate that greatly. Um, and, you know, it's not everyone that, that can come to the shop and buy or pick up a phone and order. We understand that and, and they want to support. Yeah. yeah. That, mm-hmm. that will I- get the one person, two people, you know. Yeah, and you know something I was thinking about when you said recommending, because I can imagine a lot of us sit in different spaces, in different organizations. So it's just the thing of if I know of a chef, if the conversation is in that realm, it doesn't hurt. I don't lose anything at all to actually recommend you as um, someone for that particular event that we're organizing or whatever. But I'm curious then, Musade, then for your like for your restaurants in terms of standard or international standards for these 50 best restaurants, like what what is it going to take like for it to get there in terms of the quality that you're gonna bring? <laughs> Um, obviously, it's a, it's a, in our world, it's always a team effort. Yeah. So, uh, like currently, I think we've gotten to a point where um, the puzzles, the puzzles fit incredibly well team-wise. Yeah. Um, similarly, uh, I don't even have to be there. Like, you wouldn't mm. make any change. Um, we keep the consistency we've set for us, um, uh, the standard we've set for ourselves. So, um, getting getting into top best fifty uh, will require a lot of work. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I might be fifty or sixty when I do it, but I'm gonna do it. So, let's hope it comes sooner. Let's yeah. give it twenty. Yeah, fifty is a good. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good cap here. Cool, yeah. Fourteen years, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 40. Like, let's give it four years, but the world is changing okay. and shifting and it can happen in a year. Yeah. So, 40. it's just, let's give that that big, hairy, audacious goal. Yeah. 40, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. All right, cool. So, I'm, I'm, I'm just curious then, though, then, for the Michelin stars that I given, can you get a star, like, outside of size of the restaurant? Or is it a thing of, you have to be at a certain level and then you can be rated. This is now outside of the ones that I've prepared. Yeah, Just uh, curious. Uh, okay, one, I'm not sure uh, how exactly. How, I think that there's, there's a certain way they, they operate and certain countries they operate. So I'm not sure yeah. what's on in that list of countries they would, they would come to. Um, yeah. But listen, if, if, if they locate me, I'm not telling them. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's amazing. Yeah. Okay, no, uh, thank you. I was just yeah. out of curiosity. Yeah. Botswana yeah. hasn't gotten to a point where we do we do fine dining. So, okay. There's that, that as well. Uh, yeah. As well. Oh. Something I'm thinking about as well. Yeah, something I'm thinking about as well. I'm just not sure how to go about it, or if our people are willing to pay to put a thousand a pop per person. <laughs> plus. Hey, hey, hey! I feel, but I, I feel like dynamics are shifting. So you know what? It's just the thing of if we know what the thou entails, we will pop. It, it, it must come out. Because I think also maybe just thinking about clients that are loyal to you. Um, you know, after time, it's just a thing of just building that loyalty base, and it just 
please just try it rabata go bona le rona will save up my if it's 50 pula for 10 months or 500 pula for 2 months we'll do it <laughs> yeah but so but, yeah but doing um is uh maybe on a quarterly basis host like maybe five course dinners um yeah. you know i don't know i don't know my staff and i have had a, a few conversations about it we'll, we'll see what we come up with and see how mm. how the, the market responds yeah and you know something that i wrote down there is i guess leadership in this case from what i'm picking from you because i can imagine um in terms of building just that team culture took time having to learn who your people are having to learn who Musa is and learning how you show up how they show up and gelling all of that together so i think kudos to you for actually getting to that point where you have a rhythm and a flow in terms of how you work together um so lastly this one is i guess just in instilled at that realm of dreaming to say if you could share a meal with anyone who would it be and would you cook for them or are you just fine dining with them somewhere that's <laughs> yeah. possible yeah just a one living or historical <clears throat> yeah, one out cook i definitely cook <laughs> but you said one yeah one person oh Yeah. Anyone who would it be? I think it would have to be Jesus, yeah. If it's one person. Okay. <laughs> mm. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. much unexpected. Very much unexpected. Now, Why? Three people or five, five people. I would have a list, but one person. <laughs> one person. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So Musa would cook for Jesus one person that he would share a meal with and maybe just to throw an add on question what would you ask him one Not, question because now you are sitting down the food is at the table what's I'll, the chat I wouldn't ask him anything yeah just eating quietly we'll just be there silent eating Jay. yeah just yeah, yeah, yeah. just Jesus, i cooked for Jesus that's enough <laughs> Wow, that's amazing. I actually wrote it down and underlined it because I actually didn't expect that. I was expecting you know, Nelson Mandela, Mahatma Gandhi, but let's go Jesus. Ah, oh, okay. <laughs> cool. Yo. That's amazing. That's amazing. Great. Thank you so much. So I think outside of just the questions that I've shared, I've come to learn um a lot about who Musa is in terms of your journey obviously with you know being a chef but also as an individual and you know i think just um what you've shared about your faith in that i feel it also kind of feeds into i guess who you've become and how you show up so that's amazing to hear so i'd want for us to move into the second part of our conversation which is around the theme for the day we're just going to go through five questions but five heavy questions as well so i'm very curious to hear how you approach them and for those who are only um joining for the first time the theme for the day is harmony on a plate 
a chef's reverence for life through sustainable cuisine. And the reason why I kind of pieced it together the way I did is because I believe that Musa, you hold a level of reverence for life, first of all. So maybe just to touch on that for you, like what is your approach to this life thing before we even get into talking about sustainable cuisine? Like what what has been your strategy for life lately? <laughs> if I was to word it like that, what is the manual? Tell the people. <laughs> There's no manual. <laughs> There's no manual. I don't know, man. Like I said at the beginning, we had this conversation five months ago. I, I probably will give you a different answer, but, but yeah, I can tell you now, man. Adding this, so the only manual really right now, right now is to pray. Pray, pray without ceasing. Not the easiest thing, really, uh, especially if you're a human like myself. Uh, yeah. The consistency, the the not seizing parts, you know, yeah, is is, is, is one of the hardest things you have to do. So, uh, there is no, we just pray. I'm gonna write that as secret sauce on the chat. <laughs> But yeah. I love that. I really love that. Yeah, because when 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 he shows up, he shows up. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Talk about it. I'm gonna give you one minute to just tell us what 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 that looks like. When he shows up, he shows off. Please, one minute, a minute, two minutes. Tell us about. Just just shut off for a second. What is that? What is that? What does that look like for you as Musa? Hey, you know, I, I'm a new Christian, but 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 God's faithfulness has has trans. Presented um, my entire life. I'll, I'll tell you, especially as a business person, yeah. there'll be instances where uh, I have I have no idea how I'm paying my rent, uh, <laughs> how I'm doing thing, and it's due, right? And you know, out of the blue, well, I get it. Out of the blue, I get it. Out of the blue, this is when God shows up. There's a customer. <laughs> Uh, has a supplier that drop them, and they need someone to help them quickly. Ing ing ing. Um, remember, I didn't have anything. I didn't have one pillar to my name five minutes ago, and then the next thirty minutes, I need my account enough for me to to pay my rent, pay my bills, and still service my clients. What I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This has been happening my entire ten years in business. Yeah. You know? And now you can trace it back to him. Yeah, mm. far from being successful, where I'm living comfortably. I mean, it's still yeah. building. Um, and for instance, just this past past month, you know, was the same situation. We, we, we've been having a, a difficult um, winter winter season, and um, we're in church uh, praying for. Offering right, and and God says I should um should offer uh, a thousand bucks. <laughs> yeah, like from where is that? Talk about it. No, they, hmm. yeah, they in my account. It's yeah. they in my account, but I'm I'm trying to yeah. for for rent, right? 
and I'm just like, but, but you know the situation I'm in. I can't. Yeah. I, I simply mm. can't. So yeah. I, 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 I prefer to try, right? So I try to like, I try to try to handle parts, and it refuses. <laughs> yeah. What is thing hundred? What happened between the the thousand conversation and the hundred? He negotiated down. <laughs> was correct. Everything like it would be less hard to give. Like it just refused. Yeah. And then, and then, um, Saji does this. Uh, uh, it goes through. It, guess what she says thereafter? She said, "Ah, I should have done a thousand bucks." And what did you do with that? I mean, <laughs> that tells all over me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's yeah, that, yeah. that entire Sunday, and you know what I mean. I can't really think about it, and it's just you know, part of being a, a Christian is is. Is, is obedience, you know what I mean. Um, the following day, crazy things just started happening. I was helping my, my best friend, just and he calls me, he's like, Yo, oh, by the way, um, that gig is on the time just paid. I'm gonna send you your, your piece. Wow, the, the following day, you know what I'm saying? The following day, <laughs> and yeah. our. Another client, another client I obeyed yeah. and offered a thousand bucks. That's, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So what I wrote down there is just to say your journey with God has been mind-blowing the past few months, clearly. And then also just that realization that God has your back. And it's very exciting to hear because it's your encounter. It's what you've experienced with him and what he's doing in your life. So thank you for sharing that and sharing so vulnerably, especially given that you're talking about your money and, you know, it's just the thing of, okay, Brada man is carrying us into his pocket. <laughs> so thank you so much for sharing that. So I'm just going to quickly pull us into... Um, back into the theme in terms of sustainable cuisine and the first question that I wanted to hear your thoughts around to say that um, how does sustainable cuisine align with having reverence for life and I'd want for you to just touch on what sustainable cuisine means um, for anyone who might not have context there right so how does it align with having a reverence for life uh, these, are, these are the questions I needed to, to have read on. These <laughs> <laughs> yes. are the ones. Ah, oh, those are your notes. Very proud. Very proud. Very proud. <laughs> um, well, sustainable cuisine really is about respecting and preserving the planet's resources. Um, yeah. And I'd like to believe a large chunk of the resources on the planet are consumed by human beings and sadly destroyed by human beings. So yeah, that is um, also positive yeah, and to it. Emphasize on, on, on practices. Um, I'll, I'll speak for myself. I'll, I'm, I'm not gonna speak 
for anyone in this place. Uh, with with Moses Cafe and Patisserie, um, we prefer to be as artisan as possible. This means every everything everything you eat, we try to make from, from scratch. You know, so this this in turn this is our our, our footprint. Um, gonna kilometers on how to how or where we get stuff. You know what I mean. So, for instance, if you are having if you are having our gourmet burger, um, we make we make the the the, the burger bun in house. Um, we make uh, the onion jam ourselves. We didn't go and buy buy it anywhere. We make the beef ourselves. Unfortunately. in terms of the second part of the question then coming to that case of now i guess recognizing reverence given that you've even now spoken about the footprint that you have on the planet how does then sustainable cuisine align um with reverence for life in this case right so do you guys have like active targets um as well as an organization to say you know what this is for us for the year what we want to actually just continue maximizing outside of what you just shared there okay uh, um currently there aren't any titles to be honest we 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 aren't in a ideal setup the way we want to be but one uh but i think once once uh then we can have somewhat targets on how 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 we participate yeah but Um, at the moment um we've cut out plastic we use paper bags um we, we use we partially use uh, biodegradable um packaging and um i'm i'm really not a former i'm a big fan of styrofoam packaging so um hopefully think for the way that i want face those off and we start packaging on the case block cake box so start using um biodegradable uh takeaway um spoons forks and, and knives no no target as yet but once, once, once we are fully set up, and unfortunately, it also costs money to to participate in that regard. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I like what you said about not using styrofoam because you know one fact that I learned from um, a close acquaintance called Sotbedi um, was around how styrofoam actually lives on for five hundred years. Mm-hmm. That blew my mind in itself. <laughs> because we use and just dispose you don't really reuse it for anything else given that it's 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 termed disposable but it really isn't so i like the fact that for you you don't use it at all so i guess that's contribution we partially use it okay okay that's good that's good and maybe from your side i think yeah go on Hi, Musa, you're back. Yeah. You said I'll you're say, talking about phasing it. Yeah, we'll fully phase it out by the end of the year. Okay, great. That's amazing. I'm going to send a message to my friend and tell her that this company is looking to fully 
you know, uh, write off styrofoam. So that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. And I wanted to also ask there in terms of the food choices that you make, um, you talked about how you source your food and how you do your things in-house, right? So the question there is, in what ways do you believe that conscious choices in food sourcing, preparation and presentation can also impact your diner's um, perception and connection with the broader ecosystem? Like, how do you believe like what you're doing can impact your customers in essence? On how to go about it, um, it, 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 it gave me a headache, to be honest. <laughs> but here's a thing as a chef, right? I don't like, like that means chefs that like to package food out. You understand? Because, yeah, so rather than eat, you, you eat with your eyes. So if I, if I, first. Because if I package our couscous, uh, our Mediterranean couscous salad, um, it's obviously yeah. going to the way to you, and it's not going to look as as well as um, we want it to. So, impression-wise, and being in the space that we're in, uh, if I could, I'd cut out the 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 the, the, deliver. the, the delivery <laughs> part completely, yeah. but it, it contributes to. Uh, um, uh, a, a piece of our sales on a, on a monthly basis, so we have to keep that. I don't know if I'm answering your question correctly. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I think I'm just thinking out loud here from what you've shared about the fact that you use paper bags and also how some of the packaging um, that you're using is also, you know, on the side of you know using sustainable practices you are in a sense kind of shifting because that paper bag I'm probably going to use for something else when I get home versus if it was a plastic that I was probably going to throw away or reuse and throw away and impact the, the planet still in that case. So I appreciate that that um, that answer that you've given Demita. But I'm curious before I move on to the next question, do you use paper straws? No, not yet. I <laughs> I, not to I, put pressure on you anything yeah yes being a business person can be so difficult <laughs> I used to use the <laughs> to say that again I, it, it lagged on you get problems they get soggy they can't you know I don't personally personally I don't like straws I don't. <laughs> that's a that's that's a, that's a good answer there. <laughs> uh, yeah, wrong. same same. So I hope your packaging is like user friendly without the need of the straw in this case. But that was just the by the way. Thank you for sharing honestly from your personal opinion because I was very curious what you are going to say. Throw question. And someone in the comment is saying, paper straw is a mess, guys. It kills 
the drink experience. <laughs> See, so you're not the only one. So I figured you'd also be part of that team as well. So thank you for sharing honestly. Yeah. So um, the last few two questions there, I want to un- um, ask in this case to say, what challenges have you encountered as you try to drive, I guess, for this um, sustainability, especially in your space? I know that you said, obviously, having to move fully into sustainable packaging and food processing etc takes money so what other challenges um have you experienced in you know that path of getting to that place of you know operating sustainably as an as an enterprise yeah um we 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 try to source i i personally i like using um fellow um young adults uh for instance um we get we get our microgreens and leafy greens from our uh, from and he delivers to us. Um, we get eggs also from a young lady. Um, what I liked the person we used before, uh, the supplier used before for eggs, they they would ask us to keep the trays for them once we are done using them. So we use them. You know what I mean? And I really like that part for it. Uh, one as a business person, she's saving money um, and reuse yeah. uh, the same space she uses for us, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it, it adds to this conversation, you know what I mean? In as much as yeah. it's, it's, it's a biodegradable tray, uh, yeah. and you use it over and over again, it's you know it's not it's it's not being remade a million times, and she's yeah. saving money as well. Um, what else? What am I missing? Let me let me check my notes and see if I'm answering solutions. Well, not necessarily I mean, solutions yet. There, like you talk about financial challenges related to actually, you know, having sustainable practices. Mm. So, what other challenges are there? I guess in that space for you in maybe maybe yeah, especially there yeah. as well to say maybe even preserving the food that is left over like what do you do there and what challenges have you seen in that space as you try okay <laughs> with, with, with food that's left over uh, um either we we we, we compost some that trees where, where we are located that the, the trees around us so we you know we give them back to to, to the earth um yeah. what can reuse okay fine say for instance let's take Let's take um, a chicken, right? Yeah. And not have to throw, throw away all of this cards and have things end up in the landfill. Yeah. We'll, we'll use this software. By the, by the by the time they go to the landfill, they are bare, 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 bare bones with nothing on them. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if. And I know I'm just getting it deep into. No, you're actually sharing. I think you're sharing from a practical lens in terms yeah. of how you actually, I guess, yeah. do the sustainable aspect of it. Um, so I appreciate that. And I guess I'll attribute that one challenge that you spoke to in terms of, I guess, scaling the sustainability aspect 
of it all actually takes money. So I appreciate the fact that even as a small enterprise, you're incorporating those practices because I can imagine now when you have the four restaurants, it can actually even still be part of your manual, part of your blueprint as a company to say, this is how we contribute to the planet. This is how we contribute in terms of your preparation, in terms of your packaging, etc. So I really love that, right? So lastly, I just want to ask you there, Musa, to say beyond sustainability, we've already spoken about it and touched on it in terms of how you apply it in your business. How do you see you as a chef um, promoting a deeper appreciation for life? right and what i've wrote down there is also the interconnectedness of all living things through what you do um, through food so how do you believe that you'll like what is your role in bringing that back and reminding people um to actually appreciate this life thing um that of the of the five questions this is my favorite one because i i I genuinely believe food is life, and life is, you know, um, think about it this way. From conception, right, when a baby is conceived, inside, inside your, your mother's, your mother's tummy, in case there's you Not tummy. Yeah. When a yes. baby, the mother needs to eat more. The mother, how do you eat? The usual, the usual time is eating for two. Yeah, yeah. It, it stems from that far back, life. Yeah. You know what I mean? The mother eats yeah. whatever nutrients they get from the food, you know, are passed on to that baby, right? Yeah. The baby is born, whatever nutrients they feed themselves as the mother, breast milk. You understand? So, food is. And I want you to expand on that though then still, even in how you prepare your food though, because I can imagine you said you're interested to see people's expressions when they eat the food. Yeah. Um, so for you, like how, how, how much um, in terms of being deliberate in actually making each dish very unique, like to what extent do you actually get to that place for you for each and every order that you get? Yeah, um, I, I genuinely believe that the chefs um, have a great opportunity to be um, advocates for change when it comes to um, sustainability um, food-wise. My, my, my belief right, and my dream I want for my current business and every other restaurant is for you rather, to be sitting there with your husband, you order, you order a chicken pesto you come to the floor and harvest um, that basil next to you in the restaurant and go make your pesto. You know what I mean? That is, yeah. for me, yeah. it, it, would, it would say something to you, even if you're not aware of um, practices of how food is, 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 is how food is made and what I love about the basis you are bound to ask. Yeah. And then, what are you what are you doing you know what i mean so yeah. giving the for 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 us to be able to do that yeah 
in the process. So I wrote the word teaching as well, I guess, in this case, that even as I experience your food, I'm also getting an opportunity there to actually learn more. I've even taken notes to even say that bolognese is not just mince and tomato. Um, so I think it's just the thing of outside of just the dish itself, there is something beautiful there in terms of appreciating um, everything that's gone into the dish itself. So I appreciate that and what you've shared already. So I think, Misa, coming to kind of just touch on everything that you've shared from learning about you and learning about what we've talked about sustainability i'm curious now bringing it back to musa because really the conversation at the core is about you and not necessarily food what would you title um, your autobiography and in this case your cookbook given that you're a chef but what would the title be that would kind of summarize the essence of who musa is i'm curious at the point Wait, like, you know, given the season of life you're in and where you are currently, what would the title be? Yes, the story of the life. Also, by the way, I actually have a cookbook manuscript done. Yeah. But I've never thought of an autobiography. Why would, why would, I don't know. What one sentence could you use to summarize yourself if I was to ask, tell me about Musa's life in a sentence? Right, right now, I, th- I think the theme for my life right, right now, the season I'm in, a man after God's heart. A man after God's heart. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And you know what I'm thinking there, like like you were saying that you never really thought about the title of your autobiography and the fact that you said you didn't even know that your grandfather was a chef, I want to challenge you to somehow figure out how to document, I know that we have Instagram, but documenting at the core the lessons that you've, you know, learned in your life so that your grandchildren don't wonder and say, Kante, what did grandfather think about one, two, three? And I think I'd want to pick your brain just as a nice way of closing up our conversation there as well, Musa, to say what wisdom or top three um, wisdom have you learned from your lived experience that you'd want to share with anyone watching this now or even after the fact? What wisdom have you garnered from your own story? Um, perseverance. Following your dreams. Do I have a I don't think I I think I think you know um the generation we are in, most of us uh we grew up in a belief system where you go to school and you get a job, right? A lot of people aren't following their dreams and it's it's, it's bad um i'll tell you now um i was in corporate for about five years and in that five years i, I changed jobs like nobody's business i probably went through seven seven employers because i think the only job i genuinely genuinely did enjoy is my first job thereafter yeah. three months four, 
performance into it and um I'm bored out of my mind and I I I, I knew I didn't belong, you know. Yeah. Because honestly speaking, it, it, it wasn't my purpose. It really it, it really it really wasn't it's I wasn't I enjoyed puzzle it, but I wasn't passionate about it. But what would you say to someone? Hey, Masa, maybe just to cut you in there, just to say, what would you say to me to someone? They have this purpose thing maybe figured out, and they know the dream, but there's fear in terms of actually stepping out and stepping into it. So, what one thing would you then say to someone who's maybe just stuck and they can't and haven't started? Fear, fear, fear is the destroyer of all dreams. So I don't know. I, I, because mm-hmm. that night I was scared because I, I, I figured out that you know what food is like the one thing I really want to do. But I was scared. Yeah. But you can't you can't allow yourself because the longer the longer you wallow in, in the fear the harder it then becomes for you to follow your dreams you, you understand but if you have your purpose then don't don't allow any 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 form or you know shape of that holds you back just just go for it and you know what i wrote down there don't sit in it because you said don't sit in the fear so i kind of uh, just took that don't, don't <laughs> and wrote it down as don't sit in the fear. Yeah. The only thing you are allowed to do God. Otherwise, don't. Don't do it. <laughs> don't sit in the fear. And if you only joined us right now and you missed the whole conversation, that's the word um, from our resident chef, Musan Shlasi. For the day, I think just speaking to perseverance, I want you to unpack that for me and then we will come to the closing thoughts um, for the session. You said when I asked you what one thing um, would you give to someone who's stuck there, you said perseverance following your dreams. So what does perseverance look like uh, on, in your um, story? Perseverance entails a lot of strength, a lot of self-confidence. Thing is, if you if you know, like your your heart in your heart, you you always know that one thing is for you, right? There's no there's no confusion there. But like you're saying, some people get. Um, but when you're following your dreams, you should never be scared of failing because in every failure lies some lesson or lessons. So you you, you don't just fail come out of it with nothing you've learned something um like i was saying earlier on i've been i've i've, I've been in business for just uh, for 10 years so about 10 years now and most of that most of that 10 years uh, um was through my my catering business those that yeah. know the story and that followed the story know they've seen it how how i I, I, I adapt very well, right? Yeah. Uh, there was a point I had a, a mobile. There was, let's start with the restaurant, the one introduced yeah. ten years ago. That didn't work out, right? But then I, I, I had it in my head. Okay, no, this is this is actually what I'm supposed to do. So yeah. the, the restaurant 
and then the catering business was born. So I just I kept going, things went going right, but I kept at it because I could see that's where I'm 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 happy. Whether I'm making money or I'm not making money, but that's my purpose in life, and I keep going at it. And later on, came came along. My mom was 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 um, nice enough. I'm not sure if she was if she was being nice or she had no choice. Mm-hmm. I'm a first born. Abandoned. It's like, <laughs> and I managed I managed to buy to buy myself um, a mobile kitchen, the box mobile restaurant. Um, yeah. That's when that's when I I I realized. My dream is not only um, food-based, but my dream is really, really, I love, I love being in a restaurant setting and running my own restaurant. I love, I love yeah. cooking different things. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah so, so the casing part of it, it's okay, honestly speaking, but it's not as exciting exciting for me as you know sitting you know I said you know I sit under a tree at my restaurant and some people don't know my face and I just watch yeah if I didn't persevere yeah. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have started in patisserie and I wouldn't be able to sit under a tree and watch people eat and just you know, that, yeah. We're guys sitting under a tree <laughs> watching people eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love but that. I Thank you so much. Whew. I was trying as you were sharing, like as you were, I allowed you to actually just go in as you were sharing there to kind of write down the key things that I've taken away from our conversation today. And I wrote down the word courage, um, I guess, maybe just to describe Musa. If tomorrow I have a chat with someone about it, tell me about the guy you interviewed. Um, so I'm sensing a lot of courage in terms of the past 10 years for yourself. So I think a pat in the back in terms of your journey there. And then also I wrote down the word leadership as well. And I wrote in caps, dream. And I think to anyone who has joined us um, today, I think just that call to say, if you haven't dreamed in a while, because that's a statement that I heard this past weekend. And when you said it today as well, I was like, oh, challenge, a challenge. Because also for myself, I still have to sit down and think about the dreams that little Farata had at some point as well. So I, I've taken that away myself. And then also that nothing is wasted, that um, the 10 years that you've been in business, nothing in that time is wasted. Um, I loved that. And then also not sitting in our fear. And there's someone in the chat there, Musa, asking, is this the, the man who cooks baby yes. cakes? <laughs> ah, that's amazing. Yeah, so I'd want us to come um, to a close. It has been a wholesome one hour, 20 minutes. I actually didn't think it would go past the hour mark, but I'm always so shocked and surprised and um, not even complaining at all. And thank you so much, Missa. Any closing words to you viewers, to our listeners, and maybe in a word to kind of just um, speak to someone who is in the same space as well, um, who might be wondering, should I stay, should I continue, etc. And then I'll, I'll close us off. 
Okay. Um, business-wise, um, I don't. Okay, let me say, being an entrepreneur, not business-wise, because I don't think that sometimes I'm not the same thing. Um, I don't like to romanticize the idea because it's, it's honestly it's a it's a very difficult, painful journey. Um, I'm not saying there aren't any nice nice times, right? But the bulk of it is before people don't know aren't lying when they say making that the first one million is the hardest thing you probably ever going to have to do as an entrepreneur. Um, so a lot of people, I see a lot of people online, they romanticize the idea of being self-employed and they give um, upcoming entrepreneurs the, the proper picture. I would say, you know, I'm not saying this is, this is not a blanket, it's not a blanket um, perspective, obviously. Some businesses, some entrepreneurs are lucky enough to just hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it. It depends on market you're in. Um, yeah. And it depends, obviously, if the, if the stars have aligned for you and they've got to say, okay, you are here, my child, let's go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, but the most of it really is, is it's not that easy. So, yeah. and, and unless you feel like you are emotionally and mentally well equipped to deal with the rejection you get as as as, as a young and or as a starter, maybe you need to take. That. But if you feel like you're ready, because you're gonna knock on ten doors and you know one door will open, you're gonna knock on twenty doors and two doors will open. But you know the the nice thing about it is that. The more doors you knock on, the more chances of you, you know, opening a door. So it, the perseverance jumps in there. So you don't give up. If it's your dream, don't give up. But be ready. <laughs> All right, Mister. I want to wonder, like, for anyone who's in this space, can they reach out to you? If it's just DM to have a chat or pass by the shop and have a two-minute conversation, just asking for those who might want to actually go into the space, would you be willing to talk to the youngings or talk to anyone in this space? Yeah, I would be. I was, I was talking to, to, to um, the gentleman that, that, that manages my shop. Um, yeah. I get information. Why? Yeah. The only thing I'm not sharing is, is my recipes, to be honest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anything else I'll share. If you need, if you need to know, if you need a supply, a supply chain, I'll share mine. Um, if you need yeah. advice, um, I'll, I'll give it for free. Um, yeah. I just don't, I don't, I don't mentor. That's just it. But advice I'll give for free. So, you know, my DMs are open. My yeah. Okay. If I hear the dog sitting under the tree, you know, the tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Musa. I want us to come to a close. It has. It has been. I can't imagine how quickly time goes when we're having these conversations but it has been an amazing time and i think for me it's always you know it's always 
like it fills my heart i think i smiled the most on my lives for that reason so i just wanted to take a moment to thank you <laughs> you you smile and sing the entire time <laughs> <laughs> yes it's a You're season always- of joy it's just <laughs> It's a season of joy, but thank you so much, Musa, for joining us today and supporting the cause. We appreciate it, me and my little baby, Story Age Consulting, for joining the series. And to anyone who might have missed the full conversation, we are going to upload this, and you will be able to actually listen to it offline and download and listen on, on your way to work, on your way home, etc. But thank you so much, Musa. I will release you and give you back the rest of your money. But thank you so much for honoring the invitation and keep well. And I will be coming for that Siswa Bolognese. <laughs> thank you very much. Yep. Um, <laughs> Bye. Thank you so Bye. much. I will. I will be closing the live shortly. But thank you so much, Musa. You have a lot of um, love that was thrown your way on the chat as well. So you can always go back in there and you know send back. the love to those that commented thank you so much myself oh, bye good night good night and to everyone who joined thank you so much um for joining if you do have any um other person that you'd like for us to interview i'd be very curious to hear your thoughts please send me a message on my dms and to musa please do go follow his pages you'll find all of the other pages um that are related to what he is doing from the box to Musa's um I can't say the other word um I'm going to laugh at myself after this but please do go to his page and follow all his business pages and support and I think like he had said support doesn't necessarily look like just buying what he's selling but sharing his posts and recommending him as well and I hope that we will actually be able to carry him into that space where we can actually help him become one of the 50 best restaurants in the world. But outside of that, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have an amazing rest of the weekend of the week. How's about the weekend? My name is Farah Tahrita Nasrallahi and you've been watching What's Your Story. Thank you so much everyone and good evening. <laughs>